Hey, welcome to the Juice Bar Experts podcast, where we are going to give you tips, tools, strategies for launching a new juice bar or scaling and increasing the profitability and efficiency in your existing juice bar. I'm your host, Andrew McFarlane. For the last 10 years, I've been in the juice bar business, running my own juice bars, as well as helping hundreds of entrepreneurs all around the world launch successful juice businesses. So without further ado, let's get into it. All right, welcome to this episode. Really excited to be here with you guys and have this conversation. Now, the first thing that I want to say is that this is going to be potentially a moment of sobriety, you know, like that scene in the Matrix where Morpheus is offering the red pill and the blue pill. This is going to be a red pill moment for some of you. But I feel like it's really, really important because I've seen too many um, starting juice bar entrepreneurs get stuck because they have some pretty serious misconceptions about starting small. And so I want to talk about as the title of the podcast says, the small business and small juice bar business delusion. There are some fundamental concepts and premises that I feel like a lot of us have when we're just getting started. And I know when I say this from a place of, I have these delusions as well, and I had to really learn a lot of these things the hard way, which is why, you know, part of you guys listening to this podcast is so that you guys don't make the same mistakes that I do and did and you guys can be more successful and just accelerate your growth curve in this process. So what are some of the small business delusions? The first one that I find in this industry is that people believe that they are going to start small, make a ton of money, And when I say starting small, I mean, you know, you're going to deliver juices to your friends. Maybe you start selling juice at farmer's markets. Maybe you do, you know, deliveries uh, every few days out of the week. I mean, small scale, meaning you're not going to invest $100,000 or more launching your business. You might invest in the range of $10,000, $20,000, $30,000 getting your business started. So you're gonna put some money into a logo, a website, some you know, juice recipes, uh, your um, you know, infrastructure, your equipment, and then you're gonna launch your business. This is what I mean by starting small. So the delusion is that you're going to make enough money to be able to save up in a small period of time in order to rapidly expand your business meaning starting a store, maybe opening multiple stores, and so on. Now, although this is a beautiful idea, I just want to discuss in this episode why this concept is flawed, right? I've spoken to so many people, and and, and like I said in the beginning, I have this concept as well. And so this can get you to a place where you're going to invest a lot of time and energy into running your business, starting your business, and you may realize in a very short period of time, meaning six months to a year or a couple years, that you aren't really much further than where you started. And that's not a good feeling. Uh, 
because if the vision is to open up a, a storefront or multiple locations in a short period of time, and when I say short period, I do mean a year, uh, give or take, then I want to talk about why this isn't the, the, the approach you want to take, or not to say that it's not the approach you want to take, why this concept may be flawed, and there are benefits to it, which I'm going to talk about a bit later, but in this moment, I really want to talk about the fundamental mechanics of the juice business and food service business model as a whole. So you have to understand that when you're getting into food service, you are getting into the high volume, low margin business, meaning that you have to sell a lot of product because your profit margin per unit is very small. Now that's okay because when you get into larger volumes of business, you can make a lot of money, even if you're only making two or three dollars per drink. And when you start selling thousands of drinks per day, that will equal thousands of dollars per day. But why this obviously doesn't work on a smaller scale is because you aren't doing that kind of volume. And so when you start small, sometimes you stay small. Not all the time, but sometimes. And so if you believe that you're going to make enough money to really rapidly grow your business, and that's the key, because it's not to say that you can't save up a little bit of money per year, but you have to really think about this as a, you know, at that stage, a five to 10 year plan. It's not a one year, two year plan for you to go to farmer's markets or do local delivery to a few people a couple times a week, um, where we've seen people and had prospective clients who were you know, selling 50 juice bottles a day, give or take, or, and, and it's really exciting for them in the moment because you know, people are buying my products, people are actually purchasing something for me, and, and when you're a new entrepreneur, that gets really exciting and that can be romantic and there's, you know, there's something to be said about the value of that, of having return customers and having a product and, uh, that people enjoy enough to purchase from you again and, and getting positive feedback. You know, I, I don't want to speak poorly on those things. It's not to say that, that there isn't value in that. But ultimately, if you're believing that you're going to start small and in a very short period of time, you're going to make enough money, $100,000, $200,000 to then open a store, which is usually what it takes to open a storefront, give or take. And you guys have probably heard me talk about the, the fact that it depends on the scenario. But just for the sake of this conversation, if you believe you're going to save up that much money in a year or two years, it almost never happens. Because at that stage, in order for you to make that much money, you are in the larger scale juice business, I should say a mid-range to larger scale, because you have to do a significant volume to get to that place, which means that you have to have more staff, you have to have more equipment, you have to have more space. There are all these things that you need to have in place in order to really produce at that level. And so that becomes the catch-22, is in order to make that much money, you need to be in a place where you have the infrastructure to help you generate that much capital, whereas if a lot of people are starting with sometimes a retail juicer in their home or in a commercial kitchen and they've got a few orders that they're doing, maybe they're doing cleanse programs, you might make a little bit of money. Let's say even on the high side, you might make $60,000 a year, but you know, do the math on your living expenses. If you're really frugal, maybe your living expenses are 30,000, 40,000, give or take. So that's $20,000 you might save in a year. Okay, so it's gonna take you 10 years before you're able to save up $200,000. So that's the, the primary delusion. And I also want to talk about some of the other challenges in terms of starting small. 
So what I've also seen is that a lot of people will get to the place where they are purchasing their product retail. And these are people who usually haven't done their menu costing because once again, that excitement of just being able to sell your product and wanting to keep up with that is, is outshadowing the rational business um, approach. And so when you are buying product retail, most of your margin comes from wholesaling and buy, buying, I should say, your product wholesale. And so when you're purchasing retail, guess what? You've, you could be even losing money. I know people who are just strictly breaking even and they can only afford to, they, they, they're not doing enough volume to purchase their product wholesale or their ingredients wholesale because there's obviously minimums when you buy a case of apples it's going to come in a 40 pound case or it's going to come in a you know uh, if you're buying ginger it's going to be 10 pounds a time at a time these are the minimums in order for you to get that wholesale pricing and if you don't have a significant enough volume what happens is you end up either purchasing your product retail which in that situation we know you're losing money or you end up purchasing your product wholesale but your product ends up spoiling so in that situation you're losing money so it's there's a minimum threshold that you have to get to in order of sale, in terms of sales volume, in order for it to really be worth it for you. And that's the, the, also the other challenge of starting small. What's the next thing that I want to talk about as a challenge that a lot of times people don't think about is, let's say hypothetically, and, and I know this is, I don't want this to be like just doom and gloom. I'm going to talk about some of the positives next, but let's stick with this for now. Let's say hypothetically, you we're doing well and you're, you're, you're really, really busy. You're selling juice every single day of the week. Things are, things are seemingly thriving. But what happens is you get to the point where you still aren't making enough money to potentially hire other people to really bring a substantial experienced manager on board. It's going to cost a bit of money and it's someone else's salary. And maybe you're, you are full in on your juice business. And so you don't have the ability to even pay someone else because this is what's paying for your living expenses. And you want to transition from just doing things on a smaller scale to actually opening a store. Maybe you've been fortunate enough to attract, uh, attract some investors or maybe you got a loan from a bank, but now you've got to figure out how to maintain the business that you already have and then have enough energy and bandwidth to invest in opening a store, which in the front end can take all of your attention between designing your space and uh, you know getting your new equipment, hiring your contractors, your architects, you know doing a rebrand maybe or whatever else is in place, training your staff, hiring your staff. There's some elements that are involved, obviously, and so when you are running a small business, because you don't have enough money to delegate and to bring other people on, because you're in that that loop, that cycle of of having just enough money to maybe maintain your life and and not really grow that much and also just keep things going, then you get stuck. And so I've seen people in that situation where they, they can't get out of the cycle that they're in because if they stop doing what they're doing, they lose all their customers and they lose their income. Um, but if they keep going, they don't have the time to actually grow the business. And so uh, that's where you don't wanna be. That's not the goal, uh, as they always say, is you wanna work on your business and not too much in your business and to work on your business, you have to have a growth mindset. You have to have enough bandwidth mentally and financially in order to have the space to constantly be focusing on the next most impactful thing to help your business grow. It's a certain kind of positioning. And if you guys haven't heard me um, mention this before on any other podcast episodes or on YouTube, read the book, 
The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. It's one of the classic entrepreneurial books. This book talks about, in a lot of ways, what I'm discussing in this, um, in this podcast episode in terms of the principle of getting stuck in your business because you're too busy to actually grow it. And so, you know, without too much of this doom and gloom, let's talk about first why people want to start small. And then, then next we'll talk about the benefits of starting small because there are benefits. So most of the time, the reason people decide that they want to start small is because they really want to kind of dip their toe in the water. You want to you wanna get to the point where you don't make too much of a, a significant investment financially in starting your juice business, which, as you may be learning, is somewhat of a paradox because, you know, as someone said, cheap is expensive. Sometimes if you're in the place where you're wanting to see if the business is going to succeed and so you don't want to invest too much in the business, that can actually be the reason that you don't succeed because you didn't invest enough to build that momentum and get over that hill to actually have a significant enough impact to, to accelerate your income. And so sometimes the thing that you think is uh, reducing your risk might be increasing your risk. Not always, but sometimes that's the case. And so you want to think about that. And then, yeah, the, the, the other reason is because people want to test the waters, which again, it has value. You can get really great feedback and you can build a customer base. You can build excitement which is totally possible. That is one of the things that I want to talk about as a benefit. Um, and simultaneously, you have to be aware that when you start on a small scale, individuals, people, us as consumers, tend to invest more money in products and in services that we feel the brand is um, really trustworthy and they are they are specialists and a lot of times when people start too small they don't invest a ton of time and attention in in their branding and their visual presentation in their product presentation uh, and so customers don't take the business as seriously which means that you might not be getting a real sense of feedback on how successful you can be with a storefront or if you were to have invested money to get yourself to another a little bit larger of a scale of a business because people won't treat your business the same right we noticed that when we had a truck people and we did really really well as a truck you know uh, having a juice truck but those same hundred customers would spend twice the amount of money in one of our stores because they just took the brand more seriously we would see 100 people at a truck and they would spend on average $8. Then we'd see 100 people in a store and they'd spend on average $16. It's a big difference, right? Because we can offer them more products, but also you have a storefront. And so there is something around perceptual value that people don't always get when you start small. And so this is something that you just have to be aware of. Now, let's just move along and talk about the benefits there are benefits, and the reason that I want to share this with you is because at least if you do decide to start small, you're clear about why you're doing it and what you plan on getting out of it. Because what you're not going to get out of it is a million dollars a year. You're not going to make a ton of money starting small and then think you're going to save that up. A lot of people don't realize, but 95% of businesses that you see that are successful started from investment capital, whether that's from the seed money or at some round in their business, they had to raise money. So you almost can't name a company. Then there are some, there are anomalies out there, but 95% of businesses grow because of investment capital. And so um, 
one of the benefits of starting small might be to attract investors. Sometimes, you know, a lot of our clients don't need to do that. Sometimes they, you know, have us, they hire us to help them with a business plan. We put the business plan together, then they can go to a bank or they can go to investors and then they raise the money that they need. Sometimes investors want to see more. They want to see that your customer base is giving you glowing reviews, that you've been able to run a small business for six months, even if you're not really making money, they might use that as a little bit of a proof of concept to say, okay, you know, we're willing to give you a few hundred thousand dollars to launch your brick and mortar store. And so in that way, this method is beneficial. Usually what I recommend that people do is start with the business plan. See if you can raise the money that you need. If ultimately your goal is to have a store, see if you can do that up front. And then if that doesn't go well, the next option is, okay, let me see if I can, if, if I have the money, put 10, $20,000 aside and see if I can start on a smaller scale. And then attracted investors if that's the route that I have to go. What's the other benefit is yes, you can build a customer base. That's great. People can get excited about your business. They can be there with your business uh, on your business journey to opening a store. And at the time that you open a store, people will have been with you for a while, maybe going to purchase your product from farmer's markets for six months to a year. And then when you open the storefront, great, now you've got a captive audience. So you can look at it like a, a process of marketing your business before your sort of grander opening, which would be ultimately your storefront. And so um, there's that, and there's, there's also value in, in, in Get growing in, in leadership because if you've never uh, guided people around, if you've never operated a business and you're not, you haven't had the opportunity to be as organized and systematic in the way that you manage your time, other people's time, uh, systems, processes, this will give you a little bit of experience around that. Now, granted, running a store is, is going to be in another magnitude that almost you might not even relate to, um, which is why you know, I'd recommend if you do get to that point, we have people on our team that do on-site staff training, reach out to us for that support. Um, but at least you will get a little of experience actually running an operation which is also valuable. So I hope that uh, this has given you a bit more clarity that you've maybe shifted your focus and your thought around what does it mean to start small and why it might be important to do or maybe why you want to avoid it altogether. And then the, the process of rolling this whole thing out. Maybe you do decide to get a business plan done, and then go to a bank, go to investors, and if that doesn't work, start delivering juice, doing cleanse programs for people, so on and so forth, and then you know come back to the investors and let them know and, and let them witness the small amount of success that you've had to build more momentum. But fundamentally, do not believe that starting small is going to make you rich so that you can then save up enough money in a short period of time. And when I say short period of time, I mean one year, two years to then open a store. It almost never happens. Uh, I've never seen it. It's it just not the way that the, the economics of the business work. It just doesn't work that way. So uh, I hope this has been supportive to you guys. This is Andrew with the Juice Bar Experts podcast. As always, wishing you guys a lot of success. And if you guys need support from us, personally, you guys know, if you don't know yet, we run a full spectrum consulting agency. Uh, you can reach me personally at Andrew at starterjuicebar.com or the juice or juice bar experts, Andrew at juicebarexperts.com. And we'd be happy to discuss how we can support you launch your business. So we'll see you guys at the next episode.